this is episode number 229 of the Fearless Presentations Podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Hey there, welcome to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and my goal is to help you become a fearless and confident speaker and presenter. This week, I was kind of shocked when I was doing the research for this episode about the huge list of dumb exercises that are out there to improve presentation skills. They're published all over the internet, and when I say dumb, I mean, don't try those stupid tips. (laughs) They, They will not work. And in fact, they're, you're, you'll likely, these things anyway, will likely make you feel much more nervous. So in this episode, I'm going to dispel some of the worst exercises and give you a few really, 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 really simple things that you can do to become a better public speaker. So get rid of all the weird tongue twisters and the vocal warm-ups. So stay tuned for a more effective way to become a great public speaker. The episode is sponsored by fearlesspresentations.com. So if you're looking for a faster way to reduce public speaking fear or become a more persuasive speaker, we've got two-day public speaking classes coming up in cities like Washington, D.C., Chicago, San Francisco, Boston, Houston, and Las Vegas. Um, Make sure to check out the updated schedule on our website at fearlesspresentations.com. So the title today is Exercises to Improve Presentation Skills. But before I I begin the session and give you some of these exercises that I really like that can be very helpful, there's an important important point that you really have to understand. Developing public speaking skills, presentation skills, takes time. If you have a presentation tomorrow morning and you're just now looking for exercises to improve public speaking skills, guess what? You are way, 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 way too late. <laughs> someone someone called our 800 number uh, a couple of days ago looking uh, for help with an upcoming presentation. And, and I asked him, how long have you known about this fear? And he replied, well, I guess my whole life. So he he knew he needed help a long time ago, but waited until just a few weeks before his biggest presentation to do something about it. It'd be like a teenager trying to start to learn to drive a week before taking the driver's test. You 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 can probably do it. However, the teen would do much better if he or she practiced an hour or two every week for an entire year. You'll have the same type of, of, of success if you practice public speaking skills that way. Now, with all that being said, if you practice public speaking tips a little bit at a time on a regular basis, um, you'll slowly become a, a great public speaker. Uh, if if you try to do it in a week, you probably won't improve a whole lot. So, so just kind of keep that in mind. So before I give you my go-to tips for becoming an effective presenter, here are a few very terrible ideas that get reposted on the internet over and over again. Don't do these things. They will not help you become a better presenter. In fact, most of these things will actually make you more nervous. Don't do them. Yep. 
many of the things that your friends, your coworkers tell you to do to become a better speaker actually cause nervousness. Uh, the first thing that you want to avoid is you never want to try to memorize a speech word for word. The first thing that most people do to practice a presentation is to write it out word for word. That's a huge mistake, by the way. And then the second thing that they try to do is memorize the entire presentation word for word. Those two mistakes cause more people to experience the fear of public speaking than anything else that I've ever seen. I'll give you an example. The first time that I got really, really nervous about presenting was when I was in college. I worked for a huge Fortune 500 company during the summer as an intern. And at the end of the summer, I had to give a presentation about the experience that I had that summer. And I wrote out my, wrote out my presentation word for word. That's what I've been trained to do. That's what I've been taught to do. And I um, I had it down pat, by the way. It, it, I had a 15-minute speech written out and prepared. And every time I practiced it, it took me about 15 minutes to deliver it. That was the time. That was the amount of time that that the uh, program had given me to present. And however, the more that I read the speech, the more canned and boring that it sounded to me. So just like most people do, I, I, I decided to try to memorize the speech instead of trying to read it. And obviously, that's going to make me sound better, right? Well, not exactly. Keep in mind that I was already nervous. So by increasing the complexity of the presentation, trying to memorize it, I just made myself even more nervous, and I, I I flew through the presentation at breakneck speed and sat down humiliated after my performance. It took me about three and a half minutes to deliver the entire 15-minute speech. So don't do what I did back then. Don't write your presentation word for word. Don't try to memorize it. Um, the second big mistake that people make is they try to practice in front of a mirror. Don't do that. You are your own worst critic, so when you practice in front of a mirror, you will nitpick every minor challenge that you see. By the way, if you're already nervous, you'll likely make yourself more nervous when you do this. You, you'll look at your facial expressions and think, why did I make that face? Uh, is the audience going to see that when I do this in real life? Uh, there's another big challenge, by the way, with practicing this way. You don't get any critical feedback. The good news is that there is a much better way to practice. Ask a coworker, a friend, a family member, a significant other to listen to your speech. And as you communicate your ideas in front of an audience, even if it's just an audience of one person, when you say something clearly, you're going to see that slight nod. They're going to they're going to give you that positive expression on their face. This lets you know that you're communicating very well. If you see confusion on the face of the listener, that means that something you said wasn't quite understood. This lets you alter your delivery. No one is going to create a perfect speech the very first time that they present it. However, if you improve the presentation every time you practice it, you're going to get better and better and better delivering it, de delivering it as, you, as you kind of do. By the way, if you want to increase your nervousness even more, use a video recording device of some type, a cell phone, your camera, to, to coach yourself. This type of practice takes the practice in front of a mirror mistake to an entirely new level. So don't do that, by the way. It's sarcasm. Um, by the way, filler words, another big mistake. Um, don't try to totally eliminate filler words. That's one of the things that we're kind of taught to do. Anything that you reinforce, you'll get more of. So if you try, if you focus on trying to reduce your filler words, you're most likely, at least in the short term, going to use more filler words. <laughs> Plus, if you totally eliminate filler words altogether, you create a, a bigger problem. Um, for instance, um, 
Have you ever watched a politician give a speech and think something just doesn't sound right about that person? The delivery was way too mechanical. You you hear the words and you think that the person just doesn't seem that genuine. Interestingly, this happens from overpractice and overtraining. The speech will sound canned and robotic. A good example of this occurred in the 2016 presidential debates. The last two candidates in the Republican primary were Ted Cruz and Donald Trump. And after the last debate, the consensus among the experts was that Cruz handily won the debates. Trump was often seen stumbling over his words, not completing sentences, that kind of thing. Cruz, though, he's an expert debater. So when all of the votes were counted, Trump won the primary by quite a lot. (laughs) And the same thing happened in the Trump and Clinton debates. So when you talk to your coworkers at lunch or you have drinks with them, we naturally use filler words in conversations. That makes us human. When all of those filler words go away, we sound kind of mechanical. So don't get me wrong. When you get nervous, they, they, we often overuse filler words and the filler words can kind of become annoying. The secret, though, is not to eliminate the filler words. The secret is reduce the nervousness. And then the filler words are are reduced automatically. And that's the tip that we, that's kind of what we do in our public speaking classes. It works really, really well. All right. So with all that being said, those are some things that you really want to stay away from. Let's kind of focus on a few things that you can do right now today that will help you become a better public speaker. If you really want to become an effective speaker, you want to practice speaking in front of a group as often as you can. In fact, the only way to reduce stage fright is to present more and to have a series of successes when you do these presentations. So the the reason why most people feel nervous when they present is just that they do this skill so infrequently. For instance, if you only drive a car once every two years, you'll likely be terrified every time you go behind the wheel. The reason why we are less nervous when we drive is because we do it every day. We do it constantly. We may do it a few times every single day. And when we do, our confidence goes up. So think about public speaking skills like dating. Both people who go on a date, the first date anyway, are going to likely feel very nervous. In fact, the person asking for the date will probably be terrified just before The question is asked. (laughs) The second date will be equally as terrifying in most cases. However, as people enjoy, as each person on the date kind of enjoys the date, the nervousness is replaced by more positive emotions. Over time, both people become more comfortable on on the dates than than being alone. They, they, They want to be on the date. They don't want to be alone. However, what would happen if the date only occurred once a year or once every couple of years? Neither of those people will ever feel that comfort level. He or she will be starting from that initial nervousness level every single time. So the best way to improve your presentation skills is to, well, get up and present more. Look for places where you can go to speak. Uh, By the way, um, these are a few different things that you can do, places that you can practice speaking to, to feel more comfortable. The first thing that you can do is speak up in meetings more often. You've got great ideas. Why not share them with your team members, right? The the biggest fear related to public speaking is the fear of being judged. So when you share an idea with your team, some will like the idea and some will not. (laughs) 
when you see different people with different backgrounds agreeing with your perspective, you see value in your own ideas. When others disagree, though, you also realize that it's not the end of the world. You know, little debate actually helps you, a little debate anyway, helps you um, improve your ideas. The, the best part about this type of presentation is that it's really informal. It's fairly risk-free. Most ideas shared in team meetings are quickly forgotten once the meeting is over. So you get a chance to practice your presentation delivery without, without any long-term consequences. If you want to lower the risk even more, try asking a simple question during the team meeting. Often, great speakers are, are not the people who have important things to say. Instead, they're the people who ask the right questions to get the audience thinking differently. So obviously, don't, don't make the meeting drag on longer by constantly adding to the conversation, but a little practice goes a long way. Your goal is to increase your comfort level speaking in front of people. That's why asking a question to get your team members talking more can help you improve your, your speaking skills, your presentation skills. Um, it can also help improve your interpersonal communications as well. Another exercise that you can do to get better at speaking in front of a group is just to start by designing a better speech. <laughs> All the exercises to improve presentation skills will fail if you create a terrible speech. If you try to tell your audience everything you know about a topic, then your speech will be terrible. Your audience will then see you as a terrible speaker. This is why I mentioned not writing out your speech word for word and not trying to memorize it. Instead, try to put yourself in the shoes of the audience member. Ask yourself, what, what would that person want or need to know from listening to this particular presentation? Then jot down the most important points that come to mind when you, when you ask yourself that question. By starting with your audience in mind, you, you'll be able to quickly identify just a few key points to cover in the presentation. You, begin, you can begin to, to practice thinking this way over time by making this a repeatable exercise. Do this every time that before, every time you're preparing for your speech. Um, here's an example. Think about something that you do every day at work. Pick something that you know inside and out. Because you do this thing all the time, you will probably think of it as being very simple. However, someone who's never done this thing will likely have trouble doing it. For instance, in my industry, I write a lot of articles. After writing for years, it's kind of second nature to me. Uh, a new person, though, may struggle with this. So my wife owns a bakery. She created ice cookies that are kind of works of art. She, she, I mean, th these things are beautiful. Um, um, my daughter worked at a clothing store for a while. She got really good at putting together outfits. Each of these skills can be broken down into a step-by-step -step process and taught to a new person. This type of exercise can help you get practice creating compelling presentations. A simple step-by-step -step process is easy to remember. So each of these things that I'm kind of introducing you to are, th are things, exercises that you can do, things that you can do to kind of decrease nervousness, help you improve your presentation skills. This last one, though, is the really big one. The best, absolute best public speaking exercise is to practice personal anecdotes and so make stories and examples the backbone of your next presentation. Great speakers are great storytellers. So after you have a good step-by-step -step outline, practice using personal anecdotes as a way to prove to your audience that the step that you're teaching them or the main point is valid. For instance, if I'm designing a presentation about how to write a blog post, one of my main points might be about creating a compelling title. 
Can I ask myself, how do I know that this important that this is important? Or when did I learn the value of this tip? The answer to that question is likely going to be a good story. And, and it is, by the way. In fact, years ago, I went to an ATD con- conference. It was ASTD at the time. That's how old it was. Um, but the uh, it was in Atlanta, Georgia. And the convention was huge, by the way. They had hundreds of different breakout meetings throughout the, the three days. Obviously, I couldn't attend all of them. So I just went down the the list first, judging just looking at the the titles that I that I saw. I quickly eliminated any title that didn't sound interesting or informative or didn't kind of jump out at me. So then, with with the titles that I had left, I crossed out a few more that just didn't match up to the quality of of my high rankers, you know. So only then did I take time to look at the speaker and the bio and the description of each one of these. So keep in mind that this was for breakout sessions. Your potential readers will do the same thing even more quickly when they scan your blog on a Google search. Uh, A compelling title will make them more likely to click on your post and to read more of it. So remember that that your experience on a given topic is what your audience has come to hear. These personal stories are what piques your audience's attention. You can practice these anecdotes and conversations with your friends or with coworkers. In fact, it's an easy way, it's an easy exercise to improve presentation skills that can become a daily task along the way. All right, so thanks a lot for being a part of Fearless Presentations. We'll see you next week. Bye. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.